I, I come with a charge for us this morning and the message for, for us, word of Lord for us for the month of um, September as we let it rain. How many of us have been blessed so far by that wonderful word? Hallelujah. Isaiah 32 verse 15 is the key scripture for that wonderful word. Isaiah 32 verse 15. Hallelujah. It says, Until the Spirit is poured upon us among I, and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field, and the fruitful field is counted as a forest. When the Spirit comes and fills our lives, every barrenness becomes a fertile ground because God is involved in the matter. When there's a move of the Spirit, regardless of whether it is a wasteland, a barren land, or a desert land, all become fruitful by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Just like that. Hallelujah. Pastor has taken us through three encounters. Hallelujah. Encounter with the Word. Encounter with the resurrected Jesus. Christ, resurrected Christ, sorry. And encounter with graces and gifts. Hallelujah. And from the time we had with him, he said, Jesus is the central theme for all these encounters. Jesus is the central theme. And the Holy Spirit facilitates every single encounter that we have. That they are not just mere meetings, but they are divine encounters that changes our lives. And also last Sunday, he talked about divine escape or divine exemption. Hallelujah. And as the children of God, as delegations of his majesty, we all know we have an assignment to impact our world. We're not just brought here to occupy time. We're not just a number of statistics to fill in the space. We are here to impact change for our Lord, to occupy till he comes. And every single one of us, we can't afford to look away and say that I wasn't called to ministry. I wasn't called to serve. Some people will probably say, I'm called to just be a financier. Whatever you need. Awesome. It's great. Hallelujah. It is great. But you need to be a part of the group. Hallelujah. There's so much to do. And this morning, the title of what I'm going to share with us, to charge us with, is the spring rain. Hallelujah. Spring rain. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Zechariah, chapter 10, verses 1. The message translation. It says, pray to God for rain. It's time for the spring rain. To God, the rain maker. Spring thunderstorm maker. Maker of grain and barley. Say, pray to God for the rain. This verse, this verse is just like when, the, when Christ asks the disciples, pray that the Lord of the harvest... Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will bring in laborers because the harvest is ripe. Now he's saying pray to God for rain. Spring rain. In other words, God is asking, ask me for spring rain. Yes, springtime rain falls. But he's saying even in your time of summer, even in autumn, ask me for the spring rain. Because I am a God of the impossible. I'm a God that can do all things. And because the Spirit of God in us is willing, ever willing to move. That is why the scripture says in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 14 and 15. The message translation. 
He said, God's spirit beckons. Hallelujah. God's spirit beckons. He said, there are things to do and places to go. See, this resurrection life every one of us have received from God is not a timid, grace-tending life. It's adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? Other versions would say, Abba, Father. With a quest, what next do I have to do? What's the next step? What's the next assignment? Where's the next destination for the glory trail? Because I'm available, Lord. I can be counted upon. Says, Papa, what next? What is the next assignment you have for me? Because it's so interesting. Because every single one of us have been made ministers of the gospel. It's not until you have the white collar and all that that typifies you as a minister. When you have a pastor before your name. Because when you see the devil, what do you do? Do you say, hold on, let me call PD. Speed dial. PD, guess who is here? I'm on the devil. What do I do, sir? It's true. What do you do? You bind. You frustrate their efforts, their plans. You don't just stand still. You don't just stand idle. You, you confront the enemy before the enemy confronts you. Take the battle to their doorsteps, to the gates of hell. Let them know there's a key, the new kid on the block. Hallelujah. So that when the devil, when the demons are saying, ah, Paul, I know, Jesus, I know. Ah, you say, PK, I know. When I was growing up, I know that you believe that. When, when they say, don't arouse the devil, nobody wants to arouse. Ah, don't get him mad. Ah, get him mad. Let him be madder. Because greater is he that is in us. Do you know that there's a lot of things that God can, God can do everything. But he has given every one of us their power to be able to do it. To put to shame the forces, the powers that think they can overthrow us. He said the spirit of the Lord is in us is adventurously expectant. The spirit of God in us is not an idle spirit that just wants to be kept only when you have your quiet time. John Knox, who was a Scottish minister, he has this very well-known prayer phrase. He says, give me Scotland or I die. He was the minister of the gospel. He, he, he prayed for the deliverance of his nation, of his land. He stood in the gap. My people, they must be delivered. And the Lord is looking for those that will hunger and desire to pray for the burden of revival in our lands. The Lord is looking for those that we, that, that we stand in the gap. That will say, Lord, give me Montreal. Lord, give me Halifax, Lord. Give me Edmonton. Give me Vancouver. On your knees in your room, you're praying, Lord, that the land of Montreal shall be delivered. The people will be set free, Lord. I mean, if every single one of us in the room online take a name of a city and begin to pray and intercede for that city, 
great changes will come forth to that city. The glory trail is not just when the church goes out and like pastor will do all, will do all the revival and we are back home. No. Revival begins. When the fire is kindled, hallelujah, it never goes out. Every one of us should take a city. I don't want to say another assignment this morning because that was what we did in the life classes. <laughs> but seriously, take a city. Let that be your own assignment. Any city you want. So that in your quiet time, you're praying for the city. And every time when we're done with these cities, the next glory trail, you pick another city again. So, Lord, I'm ready. We can't afford to hang in a towel and call it quits. Say, ah, pastor, after that 12 hours of prayer that we had the other time, let me go and rest, pastor. The enemy is not resting. There is a rain pouring, looking for those that are thirsty. The Spirit of God in us wants to move. The Bible says in the book of Joshua, chapter 13, verse 1. It says, now Joshua was old, advanced in years. And the Lord said to him, so you are old. You are advanced in years. And there remains very much land yet to be possessed. There's still much work to do. I mean, who, who is supposed to be worried about the land? That needs, is, it, is it God or the children of Israel? God is not going to live in the lands. But the, the, it makes us understand that God is eagerly waiting on us to take possession of all that belongs to us. You might not even have to live there. But the fact is, that land belongs to my God to my brothers and to my sisters in Christ. Therefore, the devil will have no dominion there. Even if Peter does not even know, my pastor does not know, I will still stand in the gap. It's not until they say, oh, let us pray for the cities. I am praying for the cities on my own. Because that is my assignment. That is my tax. Because the spirit of the Lord in us is so adventurous, is so expectant for the move. And a call to every one of us this morning. There is a space for much more work to be done. Don't say the spaces have been filled. You might be probably not in Canada, you might be online and watching with us this morning, wherever you are. Take hold of your city. Pray for the deliverance of the people in the land. Be the one that God can count on when he's looking for those that will stand in the gap. Do you all believe that there are times you wake up 12 midnight, 1 a.m. and you're wondering, why did I wake up? But if you really think about it, you are waking up to stand in the gap. To pray. It's not to open up your phone and check what the latest gist online. The gist come and go. Hallelujah. But when you take that time and you intercede and pray, I will tell you from experience what happens. Your time slots begin to increase. It's just like when you give someone an opportunity on a job. You might not give them the full shift if they're probably on shift or the time frame. 
I said, let me try out here and let me see what you can do. I give you 30 minutes. The person comes, 30 minutes. Said, okay, nice, nice, nice. Okay, go back, come back tomorrow and do some more. Tomorrow, get on that one hour. They do, they do, oh, nice, nice work. Next time again, maybe two hours. Before you know what, I'm going to give the person more hours. So by the time you are waking up to pray, this, even if it's just two minutes, five minutes, by the time you are conscious of the reason why you are waking up, you realize that your time slots tend to what? Increase. I mean, guess what happens to the one that has more time slot? What happens at the end of the month? On your pay stub? More favor. I'm not saying that because you don't pray, you don't get blessed. But the truth of the matter is that there are some that by the time the angels see you, oh, yes, we, we know, yes. Hey, what is it that you were talking about? But not the one that was given an assignment and gave an excuse why they can't do it. I was, I, was, I was on my job for, I was standing on my job for the last 18 hours. I need to sleep, man. But it's a far greater assignment. There's a far greater assignment. We talked about the glory trail in the month of October. This is a time where every single one of us should stand in the gap and start praying and holding on to the word of God that it will be a glorious encounter. Because the rain, the clouds are heavy. And God is waiting. Who is thirsty? That I may pour of my spirit on that one for the move in the end times. And I see you there in the name of the Lord Jesus. I didn't hear amen. Nobody what it? <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, for I will pour water. Isaiah 44 verse 1 to 4. Let's look at that verse. Remember we're talking about the spring rain. God wants to pour his blessing, his rain upon us to equip us for the work. Verse 1 says, yet ye now, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen, thus says the Lord who made you and formed you from the womb, who will help you? He has sent us on an assignment and guess what? I am there to help you. He says, fear not. O Jacob, my servant. Fear not, K-I-C-C. Fear not, O child of God. And you, Jezreel, whom I have chosen. He says, for I will pour water on him who is thirsty. And floods on the dry ground. He says, I will pour my spirit on your descendants. And my blessing on your offspring. What did David do for God to say, for the rest of the life of your children, they will always be on that throne. He was counted faithful and a friend of God. So by the time the Lord is calling and you are answering, you are in other words opening doors for the gener your generations unborn. Said so they will spring up among the grass like willows by the water courses. There is none that is thirsty that does not get refreshed. Ain't the name times of refreshing. Every 5 a.m. in the morning when we go out to pray, it's always a times of refreshing. For refreshing comes only from the presence of God. You can go around about all your tasks, all your duties. But when you come into the presence of God, you are so refreshed. You are so renewed. 
every need you have is met because God is what? Faithful. He says, I have not called the house of Jacob to serve me in vain. He has not called us to serve him in vain. I mean, who should be in a hurry to serve? Because we are the ones that have been saved. We're heading for the gallows, bound by the enemy. But Christ came, paid the price that every single one of us would now leave and leave triumphantly. And yet God says, for the one that is thirsty, I will pour water. And God is not a God that mises water like, say, give me water, give him one cup. No, God will pour in the abundance. You are drenched and what water is just flowing? A guy, what's up? Do you have a fountain inside you? So the point that even you, you start watering others. So that I will pour my spirit on your children, on your descendants, and on the work of your hands. God is looking for someone to stand in the gap. God is looking for the John Knoxes of our generation that will not relent until they see the deliverance of the land, of the people. The Bible says in the book of Ezekiel chapter 30, sorry, chapter 22, verse 30 and 31, the message translation. God called and he was expecting an answer. It says, I looked for someone to stand up for me against all this. To repair the defenses of the city. To take a stand for me and stand in the gap. To protect this land so I wouldn't have to destroy it. The scripture says the wages of sin is what? Is dead. The soul that sins what? But when we pray for the deliverance of that soul, God is moved to compassion. Why? The blood was shed. The blood was what? Shed. And mercy will speak. And that soul will be saved. Because somebody chose to pray and stand in the gap. It's so wonderful to get to heaven and you have all the wonderful crowns and all the stars but would that be so wonderful when your friends the nations the people you know are not there with you I mean you're having a birthday party and your family is not there your friends are not there it's that much fun it's your birthday party. You send an invite to yourself. You got the cake for yourself. You're the only one in the room. You have all the pops and everything in the house. You have the, the juice and everything there. You're like, say, okay, cut the cake. Only you there. How much fun is that? But when you have your friends there, they were able to overcome. You prayed for someone and God answered their prayers. You stood in the gap for someone. Even your friend, even the ones that Bible says that used you hated you, you still prayed for their deliverance because you know it's not them. There was something I read about recently that talks about um, an eye for an eye. Oh, he, 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 he spoke 
wrongly to me. It was very disrespectful. I'm going to give him a piece of myself. It's an eye for an eye for me. But guess what happens when it's an eye for an eye? Everybody comes out what? Blind. And I, I, I am going to give him my, my very utmost. There are no winners in the war. Have you ever seen those some nations? Oh, yes, you can't create winners and all they won the war. But there were losses. So instead of reacting as a discipline, love that person. The scripture says, give that person your cloak. Say, turn the other cheek. It means not compromising, but be willing to love. Be willing to understand that, come, it is not this person. It is the enemy. That person might have probably had a bad day or been tormented by the enemy, but your love can make a difference. Our love can make a difference. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 59, verses 15 and 16. And it says, So truth fails, truth fails, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Did you understand that part? People are willing to step out of whatever kind of association they've, they've dug themselves in. But they are afraid of living because they see themselves as what? A moving target. But then the Lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him and his own righteousness, it sustained him. Sometimes we always tell ourselves, oh, this, this guy is knee deep, neck deep, head deep in it, in darkness. He cannot be saved. That is a lie. God can't save any. Somebody needs to stand in the gap and pray. God beckoned on, on um, what's his name that went to Nineveh? Um, Jonah, you need to go and preach deliverance to them. Else, my judgment will come upon them. Twice, the great city of Nineveh. God is counting on someone. Nations, generations are open and looking up to someone in the room online this morning to stand in the gap, to be the one to pray the prayer, to be the one to pray the prayer of revival. All that God's need, God needs only a spark of fire from just one person. And God steps in as the refiner's fire. Hallelujah. Just one soul, just one person, just one of us can make that difference. Hallelujah. This morning, my assignment to us is just to charge us that there's more work to be done. The clouds are heavy. The spirit is willing. But are you thirsty? Are you willing to go the mile? Yet, even if you can't go with us to 
to all the cities we mentioned. In your little space, wonderful space. Sorry, I said little. In your wonderful space that you are. You can take hold of those cities, hallelujah, on your knees. And begin to pray, begin to intercede. Begin to command the move of God, the power of God. Because our God is ever faithful. Our God is ever faithful. Our God is ever true. This morning, I believe you've been blessed by the word. I believe this word has made a difference in your life. Hallelujah. But the question is, have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Hallelujah. Can you come boldly even to his presence? You said, how can I meet the needs of others when I even have a need of my own? I have a pain. I have trouble. But guess what? There is the one by whose name all can be saved. By whom all can be delivered. And his name is Jesus. Can we all be upon our feet this morning? Our God is ever faithful. None of us is here by chance. We are here for an assignment. The spirit is willing. The lands are barren. Desert. Dry. The people are crying. And the Lord is asking, is there no one that I can send? Is there no one that I can, that I can send? I can stand in the gap and pray. So that my wrath will not fall upon this one. The Bible says in the book of 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14. It says, if my people who are called by my name. Will humble themselves and pray. And seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. Says then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin. And I will heal their land. Bible has said it is a blessed thing to give than to receive. As many as have been saved. We are meant to be the ones giving. Praying. Interceding. But when that one is bound by sin. We pray for God to raise that one up. Because there's room for more of us in the camp of God. With more of us, we can take more land. Since one of us will bring a thousand to flight and two of us, ten thousand. Never look down on anyone and say this one, you can't pray, you can't fast. Why don't you pray that God will strengthen that person? And make them ready and available for the work. Because when we are more, we can cover more grounds. So this morning, the prayer. Is there anyone on, in our midst this morning? You are struggling with any addiction, with any sin. You've tried all you can. But it's like every time you, you got up again, you, you're back in the dirt. There is one whose name is above every other name. And his name is Jesus.
he came yet he is the king of kings the lord of lords but he came and he paid a price he knew no sin no dot no wrinkle no spot but he became the sacrifice that by reason of his death on the cross every single one of us that believe and receive him will be saved that the blood that was shed for the atonement of our sins not only are we redeemed by the blood not only are we set free by the blood we are also restored back into our place of fellowship with the father where we belong this morning the word of the Lord is reaching out to you wherever you are whether you're in the room or you're online the word of the Lord is reaching out to you this morning that you will return back unto your Lord our Lord and our Savior that you will receive him as your Lord and Savior that you will dedicate your life only to him Would you receive him this morning? Don't push it to tomorrow. Don't say, okay, I'll think about it. Maybe tomorrow, they're about, I'm sure I'll have time to think about it. No. Today, now, it's the day of salvation. Our God is ever loving, ever so faithful. I want you to bow down your heads wherever you are. I'm going to call upon his name and listen, Lord, have mercy on me. I have sinned, I have done wrong, but Lord, have mercy. I know you are my father, my king, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Forgive me every sin. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And I want every one of us in the house, let's take this confession together. Say, dear Lord Jesus. I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart. I invite you to come into my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to pray this morning. The Spirit is willing. There is an outpouring of, of His Spirit, of His power. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 29, it for our God is a consuming fire. Our God is he is a consuming fire. And also in the same book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 7. Son of his angels, it says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. A flame of fire. You're going to pray this morning, every single one of us. Lord, set my heart aflame. Because you're so amazing. Set me on fire, Lord. 
without consuming passion and love for the lost. Set my heart to flame. Set my life on fire. I want to burn for you, Lord. Lift up your voice and begin to pray that prayer. Lift up your voice and begin to call upon his name. You want to make impact. You want to be a trailblazer for the King of Kings. You want to stand in the gap that every time the Lord calls for someone, say, Lord, I am here. Say, Lord, I am available. You say, Lord, I can go. Wherever you want me to go, Lord, I am ready. The passion, the love for the works of God, for the lust. I want to stand in the gap. I want to pray for the lost. I'm not just praying for what I need. I'm not just praying for my family. But I'm praying for anyone out there that needs a savior. That needs a deliverer. That have been bound by the enemy. Lord, I need that fire burning in me, Lord. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. My life will be different. My life will change. I can be counted upon, Lord. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I am thirsty. I am thirsty, Lord. Let your rain pour. Let your fire burn. And let your spirit fill the earth. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we bless and give you praise. We magnify your name. For you are so good. You're so awesome. You're amazing. You're super amazing. You're so amazing. Your love knows no boundaries. You saved me. Because you loved me. And that same love. I want to carry on to the lost. I want to be a citizen on the hill. That will shine your light for the lost. I want to be a lighthouse. That will direct the lost. To you Jesus. That my life will make an impact. That my life will be a blessing. That my life will honor you Lord. That it's not just about what I want. It's never just about me, Lord. Me, Lord. Because I know my needs are met. I know my needs are covered. But I stand for that one that cannot pray. That is lost, blinded by the enemy. I pray for the one that has no strength to stand against the wiles of the enemy. I pray for the one bent over with affliction. I pray, Lord, that they be delivered. That they see the light. That they see the Christ. That they see the word in the word. That the same light I see. That they see that light. And they too carry that light to the ends of the nations. Until every single one of us come to the knowledge of the truth. See the light of your glory. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, our Savior. I bless and give you the praise. We bless and give you the praise. Because you are awesome, God. Thank you for this grace. Thank you for the privilege. I have the grace to serve. I have the grace to be called a child of God. I mean that the great I am, that I am will call me his own. Thank you, our Father. We bless and give you the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. I've been blessed this morning. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you.